Hello and welcome to apparently Stone Cold Suns, the World Herald's WWE podcast. <laughs> this is the Half Court Press. I'm Jimmy Watkins, the Nebraska basketball beat writer. He's Joel Lorenzi, the Creighton basketball beat writer, and he wants to suplex me because uh, they gave me more moves in my comments. Uh, okay, he wants to suplex me. He I wants need a wrestler to name, dog. People- <laughs> We'll come I up, really should have been we'll the rock, up, but tweet Joel with who his who his wrestler name should be. Um, that's at JX Lorenzi. The reason why Joel wants to suplex me uh, is because we were supposed to record at nine thirty. I'm terrified to look at see what time it is right now. It's probably at least three hours it's past that. Bro. It's one o'clock. One o'clock. We're recording now, and I'm not a morning person. If you know me, you know. I, it was a struggle for me to wake up at 8.30 because this punk told me, hey, we're going to record at 9.30 on Friday. I said, 9.30? You're lucky if I'm up at 9.30. It's been a morning for me. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, this is going to be my last episode. We'll get into that more at the end of the show. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. bomb. It's a, it's a bomb, but it's also a tease. We'll, we'll find out why later. Sure. We'll start with the basketball is what we're here to do, right? Creighton and Nebraska, both 2-0. This podcast has never lost a game since <laughs> since it's been under new management, yeah. and they've never beaten anyone impressive either. So, so yeah. uh, all of these takes should be taken with a grain of salt. I don't think either one of us have changed. There's nothing can happen in two games against mid-major teams that can drastically yeah. change what you were thinking during the preseason, I don't think. But Joel... In your limited viewing experience of real live Creighton basketball, what do you think? What are your initial impressions of this team? Yeah, my, like you said, my stance hasn't changed, right? And um, after that first game, like I had some real – I'm not going to say like I had a gang of people in my comments. There was really only one or two people who clearly um, weren't a fan of what I wrote. But okay. um, I don't think people understand. Like I don't work for the team. <laughs> I, I work for the Omaha World Herald. And so I just wrote what happened. And what happened was, um, you know, there are nights where the basketball guys aren't really on your side. And for a team that has talked about, um, you know, improving its shooting mark from last season, which was abysmal, um, it looked to be the same. Now, I'm not saying it, it's going to be that for the season. It was a, clearly a bad night because they showed off the shooting touch the first night. Um, but things didn't go their way on, on that Monday night game. Or they went 8 for 34 from 3. Um, so after a certain point, like, I think, and I don't remember if I wrote about this in the story or not, but I was talking to somebody about this afterward, and Kaluma ended up leading all scores with 17 points, right? And he goes one for seven from three. Um, so I think he has 17 on 17 shots. Now, if he doesn't shoot a single three, that's 14 on, I'm, an, I'm not a mathematician, but what is that, 10 shots? Which is a great game. Um, so I thought they could have went without a lot of those, and I get um, – you know, for some of them, obviously you're neck and neck with St. Thomas to like the there were like 10 minutes left in the game. So some of those shots are like momentum shots. Like you want to take a certain shot because you know how big it would be if it falls. Like I understand that in the midst of a game. Um, I thought they could have went without some of those shots. And uh, by the end of the night, you're looking at it and you're like 8 for 30, 34. Like, damn. Um, so obviously not their night. I, I didn't say that. Oh, you know, Creighton, they're back to their old ways. Like, they, they yeah. can't shoot. Like, they're bad now. I don't believe that. And anybody who's read my work um, to this point knows, like, I'm pretty high on this team. Um, so that wasn't the case. But clearly, um, everybody ain't going to be a fan of what you write. Um, right? So it's true. Um, so, yeah, uh, wrote what happened. Um, and then, you know, yesterday they come out and 
kind of get back to what they showed in the exhibition. They they torched. I think they shot forty two percent from three. And Trey Alexander was feeling it. He I don't know if you watched, but he uh he did his best Jose Alvarado yeah. impression. He snuck behind the ML. I, I love that man. I asked him afterward. I was like, uh, Matt gave you the. The green light to gamble. He's like, well, I don't know about a green light, but I'm I'm gonna try it if I see fit. I think he made it. He made it really great read. He was saying that um, he did it because he saw the coach was talking to the guard mm-hmm. that was about to pick up the ball. So he's like, okay, I might as well go for it. I thought I th- just thought it was a great read and it was fun to see the kind of Alvarado like sneaking into the inbound. So yeah, I, I like what I saw yesterday for sure. That's a calculated risk on his part because if that doesn't work, Mac is in his ass. Yeah, in his ass, just. But it worked. Yeah. So it's a brilliant worth play. The risk, I think. It's a brilliant yeah. play. Uh, to your point about the shooting, two very different sample set, two very different samples in the one game each. Defense but that's too. like defense too. Yeah. If why that matters is like it, we can talk all we want about how, the potential of uh, the, the individual talent of all the different players on this team. If you can't spread people out, I don't think like it's not that none of that matters, but that advantage is is nullified significantly like you have to be able to knock down shots at the end of the day and we're talking about nebraska or creighton right now but um not like last night is probably closer to what what they're gonna be than monday was so i don't want to belabor that too much the one of my bigger picture questions after two games is what if baylor sharman's just like comfortably the best player on the team what if baylor sharman is the go-to guy when they need bucket or they need someone to create something again very early but in that first game he was kind of that dude right i've I've thought about that after that first game and that sort of like we were you and i spent a lot of the offseason poo-pooing the like only one ball kind of thing if the new guy rises above everybody that was already here that's a little bit of a different equation i still think it'll be okay yeah but that's a bigger adjustment like seating Seeding like all of the hierarchy to him or most of it is a bigger adjustment than what we I think we anticipated him him just kind of fitting in and, and getting as he can go. Yeah. And um I don't think it'll take me a while to probably admit that he's comfortably the best player. I don't I don't think he is. Um I think we gotta take into account the right. defensive side, right? And not and he hasn't been a bad defender. I mean he's playing the lane. Yeah, we're talking about comfortably best offensive player. We should sure, clarify sure, sure. that. Because cause when you look at him I mean on the defensive end, obviously, there isn't a more important player than than Kalk Brenner, right. which makes him the best player to me. And um, he had 24 last night, a right. career high off, literally just being there while guys like Baylor are right. seeing doubles and and just getting attention. Um, so yeah, I, it would take me a while to maybe maybe he is the best offensive player right now, but I think it's just because of all that he provides. I think. In terms of leading scorer, I think it's still up in the air because I think you saw glimpses right. of what Trey could do yesterday. I mean, he was he was hot from three, which is I think what they like to see. Game changer um, for him if he can shoot like no that doubt, consistently. No doubt, no doubt. But but yeah, I've been surprised, man. I, I had to I had to have a similar thought process. Like, yo, can he be the dude? And I think he was. I think Mac was asked that in a in a post game that night. Like, should we expect Baylor to be that dude? Because he by far he was, he was the best player in that game. Um, obviously, Kalkbrenner was experience of sickness and um, other dudes were just not on. But Baylor hit the two most important shots of that game, man. And, and it's not just the shots he's hitting. I mean, dude is surprising me with the old boards and, the, uh, you know, playing the lanes and stuff like that. Like, I was under the impression that you might have to hide him because of, you know, his athleticism on that end and, and whatnot. But he's he's pretty smart. You know, he positions himself well. 
Um, he makes good reads, specifically in the lane, playing hard. Um, he's just doing little stuff that I I knew he could do most of, but there's just stuff you'll see, and it's like he's had some like game-changing sequences. So I, I've, I've really been impressed with him. And this is a guy we were questioning early on. You were questioning early on the mid-major to – to high major jump, I, I think he's obviously they haven't played nobody yet, right. but but he's he's looked better than than most on that team. The the passing is what always when I was watching him when I thought you know when Nebraska was on his list, and I was talking to him over the summer. I was just watching clips of him. The passing is it's just really fun. And there's a play I'm trying to remember which game it's from. I think it's from the St. Thomas game where Kalkbrenner's got a dude sealed on the near side where Baylor has the ball. And he looks at he looks at Kalkbrenner, the the help defender who's guarding I think it's Trey in the corner, slides down for like one second, and in that one second he zips the pass, zips a pass across the court to Trey in the corner, right in his shooting pocket, and he's and he straps it. Yeah, and it's I, just I like man, yeah, yeah. that is good stuff right yeah. there. That is next level court vision and and like that's not an easy pass it's not like he like he doesn't wind up either he doesn't step into it he just throws it yeah. and it gets there in a hurry it's really impressive yeah he made some great reads i think if he has another game like that against holy cross i think it's worth a, a video breakdown of mm-hmm. all the reads he's made through these first three games and um like i i've just really been sold on i think he has not really compiling the list in my head. I think he has a top five ball fake in the country. Just mm. selling, you know, throwing a pass to one side of the court and just zipping one the other way. Like, he's he's gotten some – they've gotten some great looks off just people being scared of him having a ball. Like, it's it's unbelievable the gravity he has when, when the ball's in his hands, not just as a shooter but as a passer. He's an extremely fun player. Yeah. An extremely fun player. Um on the Nebraska side of things, <laughs> I, I, I have people in my Nebraska basketball life who are just happy to be 2-0 and for the first time. This is the first time, Joel, they've been 2-0 and since Fred took the job in 2019-20. They've lost a bye game every year. Wow. I also have people in my Nebraska basketball life who are, like, who are just so jaded by what's preceded this, 24 wins in three seasons particularly. I think... Last season was most Nebraska basketballs fans' least favorite season to exist in, like ever. <laughs> it was just really rough. So they're just firmly entrenched in the. I'm not going to be happy until I see ample evidence <laughs> to to show me that I need to be happy. And like they did, I don't think that they were world beaters in against uh, UNO last night, or I should say Omaha. I got an email about today. We got to say Omaha, not UNO, because they're rebranding. They don't want to be. They don't want to be considered. I think it's like a because it's like University of Nebraska Omaha. They don't want to be affiliated. They want to be their own thing. So I'm gonna try my very best to accommodate that. I respect that. Um, they didn't look. Nebraska didn't look great against against Omaha. They didn't look great against Maine. Like Maine was within one point, like you know, 15 minutes to go or however many how much time it was early in the second half. Maine was raining threes on them. They had to switch their defense. You don't want to have you don't you don't want to see a team that hasn't won a con- Maine hasn't won a conference tournament game in the America East since 2005. You don't want to see a team like that make you adjust your defense, but they did adjust their defense. They figured it out, and honestly, man, like we gotta agree on a curve here. Like 
every bit of progress is important progress for Nebraska. They being two and zero is in in and of itself an accomplishment because they haven't done it before <laughs> under Fred. Yeah. So that matters. The results, although they're coming against you know lesser opponents, they still matter. That mat and it matters for them to build confidence. We're going to see how they look against St. John's. Um, the Derek Walker thing continues to be super murky. Fred went on the pregame radio show yesterday and said that he does expect him to come back this season, which is more information than we had previously. Sure. I had someone tweet me today, like, I heard rumors of a six-game suspension. I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going on with Derek. I just know that I think that they think he's going to be back soonish that's that's the best i can give you like i don't think uh i don't think we'll get to like he'll i feel very confident saying he'll be back i shouldn't say i feel very confident saying anything because i don't know what's going on i think he'll be back before big 10 play i think he'll play during the non-conference and i think it'll be okay um but on that note like one of the biggest uh impressions for me early one of my biggest takeaways this is solely last night. Blaze Keita looked awesome last night. He didn't look awesome against Maine. Fred, uh, during our Wednesday Zoom, and this is something I tweeted during the game, he was doing this thing, Joel, it didn't make any sense. He was, all these Maine dudes, he's way bigger than, and he's like like shying away from the contact, like shooting fadeaways, which has never been, I've, you know, I've watched a lot of Blaze, it's never been a thing that he does. Very, like, he just doesn't doesn't do it well, and he, but that's because he doesn't do it. And last night he's, he was showing he's got this mean drop step and like it's, it's when he mm. when it happens quick he's really good with it. he's got a nice soft touch around the rim at 12 rebounds like completely different player that's a game changer because i was hearing over the summer that blaze was out playing derek walker mm. and like derek was going to still start because he's <clears> derek <throat> and everything that he is you know he's an institution in the program but blaze was out playing him in the summer and then something happened. Something changed. I don't know what happened during that main game. He didn't look great against Colorado either. I think part of that was the elevation. But last night he looked like Blaze again. And that's even when Derek comes back, they're still going to need him against the Big Ten slate. We got guys like Zach Eady and, and Trey Shacks and Davis and Hunter Dixon. You need multiple bodies to throw at those guys. Yeah. You just do. So that's really encouraging. CJ Wilcher got it going last night. Twenty-one points, career high for him. Um, they shot the three well for about. A half a game and then they were terrible again in the second half that's something that that just is going to be an ongoing thing like they let those guys cj casey um bandamel these guys who have a proven track record of being moderate volume good three-point shooters they, they have to make shots for that offense to survive um and now it's st john's it's real basketball now st john's is an interestingly constructed team. Yeah. They got a bunch of talented guys. Yeah. But I've seen even in, not in, sure how they fit though. Even in one of the bye games, I saw that the Posh and Carbello like comfortably coexisted, mm-hmm. which is encouraging. I mean, obviously they're playing bye games, but yeah, I mean that team should. That's a team that can that could in bye games I could see looking really good because they're going to play super fast. They got a lot of talent, and that can overwhelm a, a, a team that's that's not on your level. I'm interested to see. I think I kind of want to get bold. I think Nebraska might win that game next week. Oh, my. I think they might win that game next week, and this is why. I just think that, like, Nebraska's defense is good enough to to make St. John's tap into something that it probably hasn't had to tap. I haven't watched a ton of them yet, but 
you can buy games. Typically, you don't have to when you when you want it when you want to play the style that they play. They're the number one team in pace last year. Played the fastest in the country. They want to do that again this year. Obviously, you don't usually have. You're not usually pushed that far off your mark, right? You, you usually get to run your comfort stuff against those teams. Yeah. Nebraska's defense is good enough to make them slow down. You have to score on one end for sure, but. I I just think that when St. John's I just wonder what happens when you when you poke them a little bit like when they get when they get a little bit of pushback and all the like Andre Curbelo kind of a I mean in Illinois last year when he was on the court they were noticeably worse it was, it was the vibes were off yeah. and I think you could see a, a similar situation like that next week we'll see what do you think am I crazy for saying that it's it's an interesting take for sure I I mean. Even with the 2-0 start, uh, it's hard for me to bet on Nebraska, especially, um, I mean, the Big East. Hey, the Big East has had a wild start. I mean, they haven't. it, it wasn't pretty that the first game for, I think, half the teams. Yeah. But but they, I, I don't think they've lost yet either, at least uh, uh, by the other night. I know they were, like, the last undefeated league. I, if St. John is still undefeated, I haven't really kept up with them other than that, that game. But right. – um, I, I I wouldn't bet on Nebraska. Why but not? It's, but Why it's not? an interesting point you make. Why not? Because Nebraska is not good. I mean, the talent uh, is still a disparity, but they're but, definitely not. The talent disparity exists, but Nebraska's big, man. Like Juwan sure. Gary, mid majors, mid majors, mid majors, mid majors. He had eight offensive rebounds in the first game. He's a monster. But this is the kind of stuff we talk. He's about He's a monster, him, right? right? He was it, last year when he was playing in the SEC, which for my money has the best athletes in the country. Sure, yeah. My guy's averaging like four offensive rebounds a game in like twenty minutes. That's not going to stop happening. Juwan Gary is going to keep doing this. He got hurt last night. He jammed his shoulder. Fred said he would have been gone, good to go back in if that if he felt like he needed him. So that's all good. That guy's a problem for everybody. Everybody they're going to see. He's a problem. Griezel, he's big. He's just really big and hard to de- he's hard to defend for any guard. Like Derek Walker at Media Days was joking about Griezel's shoulders. Dude's yoked. He's he's hard to deal with and and the thing St. John's is going to try to pressure the, the crap out of him. What the one thing that everyone says about him around the program, he, he don't speed him up. Sure. So, but if there is someone I want bothering him, it's Posh Alexander. Yeah, I could see it. I just think the, the talent, the talent disparity. Maybe it's too early in the season for for this kind of stuff to start setting in over there. But I do think like there's just a lot of volatile stuff going over going on over there. Again, not a lot of shooting. Everyone wants everyone wants to play everyone like the guy the, the Paul kid Posh Alexander and Andre Curbelo are going to bed every night thinking I'm that dude I'm him that's what they put their head on the pillow that's what they think and it's, that's going to combust at some point the coach is in his like if if that if I think it's Mike Anderson if he doesn't win this year he's getting fired there's a lot of combustible elements over there and. You can say the same thing about Nebraska's situation. If Fred doesn't win enough this year, he's going to get fired. I think we all understand that. He just has a more sturdy ecosystem around him. I think, like, Sam, I, I, I try not to drink. I tried to stay away from too much of the culture Kool-Aid drinking this offseason. But, like, being around, dude, like, Sam Griesel's a good kid, man. Emmanuel Banamel is, like, he's just, like, a ray of sunshine. 
Sure. And this stuff matters. Like basketball is the most people sport that there is. Like there's something that's like part of the reason why I think we love it is it's just like it's not just about putting the five best dudes on the court together and then you just win. It's not. You have to work together. Everyone depends on each other to 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 do everything. And the personalities matter. Like the back like the the mixture of people matters more in this sport than anything else. And that's why I think they got a chance against St. John's. Sure. And okay, so I knew I wasn't tripping. They, they St. John's only played that game I was talking about. Okay. And um Carbello and Apostic coexisted very well. David Jones uh had twenty one and ten. And Joel Soriano was threes, the president. How many threes did those three make combined? Oh, I haven't looked. But I don't th- I mean I'm It's gonna get cramped, man. If they have to go half court, I don't like it's hard for me to picture. Even still, I don't know. Maybe it's closer than I would think. I just don't see Nebraska beating them. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not leaving it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. Ma- I, I'm not I'm, deeming it impossible. I know. I know where I'm at here. I know where I'm sure. standing. This is. The, I'm in bold territory. Yeah. Sure. I think they can win, though. Okay. I think they can win. Um. That's so nothing. You, is has there been anything besides we talked about Bailey for a little bit? Anything besides that that has caught your eye that is maybe not again we're not changing expectations for anything but has maybe they made you think about creating basketball a little bit differently early on this season um no i i thought uh i I like the fred king and his minutes last night um sam sam was hyping up fred king on twitter last night by the way sam sam McEwen. oh i didn't see that but but, um no there was a there was a play i think he got bumped like right right below the free throw line and he caught it um crossed over mm. in front of his man and like slammed it down two hand i was like like yo like he you you're seeing the drastic improvements i think they were always like fred is a dude where you put him in the game and he's he's trying to put people in that room like every time <laughs> and sometimes he's like abusing his strength so much that like the the touch might be a little strong or something but there's no like make no mistake like He's looked really good for his size, uh, for his age, and like you could see the flashes of why, you know, the staff considers him a future NBA player and um, why they're confident in him uh, probably taking the reins uh, once Cogbrenner leaves. And um, I think one of the bigger things for him has been pick and roll defense, as it is for pretty much every big his size, right? Um, I mean, you could have a dude as dominant as Kofi, but Kofi was never quite the pick and roll defender I think people want him to be. And um in terms of just containing and drop like what what Kalkbrenner uh wins awards off of, quite frankly, um there was possessions where I'm like, Fred King looks really good containing right now. Like I I saw things that were like, okay, like I see why they like him and, and why they recruited him. And I I just thought he was good in his minutes. I think he only I don't even think he played ten minutes last night, but he had like eight and eight and I mean, obviously they're they're not playing teams with super huge dudes, but like you could tell like what he's getting in the game for. I, I think, um, barring any injuries, like this is the guy you want with the way he's progressing. I think this is the guy you want to to spell Cockburner when when you don't want to play him thirty five minutes. Obviously, so they're they Max in a good spot this year, man. There's just like for that for him to to look as I don't know as as ready <laughs> for King to look as ready as he has early that's just another 
big this is another common refrain that that i hear from nebraska folks is like they don't get breaks like that like the you know the freshman that pops earlier than you think like i like ramel lloyd ramel lloyd's probably going to redshirt this year fred told us after the after the first game like and and maybe he was you know he he was asked another question about it the next day and he was like well talking about with his parents and i think maybe it could have been one of those things where it's like hey man do you want to play a bit role or do you want to sit and he's like, well, I'll, I'll take the sit, right? But it just would be nice to have, you know, we saw Jamarcus Lawrence out there last night for extended stretches um, with Gary out. And, you, you know, he, he just, he did, he did, he played good team defense. He didn't get any shots up. I will say, I will say one small version of that. Denim Dawson is better, better than I thought. There's more there. He hit an open catch and shoot three last night, which is huge for him. Like, that's his ticket to staying on the court consistently had a nice crossover and didn't finish the drive, but looked good. Looked fluid with the ball in his hands, which was good to see. Um, put, put down a nice dunk as well. That's a guy that I think two months ago, I, I don't think I expected to, to be as big a part of the rotation as he is. He is firmly entrenched in it. Um, so that's a nice surprise, but it's not, it's not on the same level. Like he's Denim Dawson, fully realized is like a average to above average three-point shooter who plays good defense and plays super hard and brings energy that's not like like fred like the ceiling on fred king is just monumentally higher in my opinion but blaze can be i don't know if he's gonna, he's on that quite quite that same level but blaze can be a similar type guy for for nebraska he could be really good wilhelm looks good early coming off the knee injury had i think nine and seven uh in the in the opener in like 17 minutes still a little foul happy well that's i think that's just always going to be a thing for him with the with his aggression he got teed up for there was a tough what what has been your experience i've just been watching Creighton highlights what has been have you have you gotten any flop texts in your games yet so we had no. last night um i think so even think back to this on twitter exhibition Casey got a flop tech for for exaggerating contact on a, on a sure. three point shot. He probably should have gotten another one against Maine, to be honest with you. But uh, Fred was freaking out because it got the game got a little tight for a second in the second half. And this Jaden Marshall kid from from Omaha, who's pretty good by the way, uh, got a four point play on a, and somebody hit him on a three. And Fred came running off the bench, like kicking his leg out, like he kicked, he kicked, he kicked, and he totally did. And they didn't see it or whatever. They didn't call it. And then maybe two minutes later, I think it was J.J. White, the Omaha point guard, dishes to, to his big man. Wilhelm steps in, tries to take a charge after the pass. I think on Twitter. And they call him for flopping. And they were like, maybe exaggerated it a little bit. There was definitely contact there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just very clearly a no call. I'm firmly in the camp of like, once the ball's out of the guy's hands, we're not calling any of that stuff. But like a flop tech, like that was, <laughs> it was rough stuff. From the refs last night, I know. Uh, I, I know. Go ahead. I, I didn't see the clip of this, but somebody did comment on yes, it. It was and, rough, and and was like, uh, "Is is the flop the way they officiate the flop? Is that basketball is targeting?" Oh, <laughs> we. I, I always thought the block charge was basketball is targeting, but this <laughs> this can be that too. Like, yeah. I the last thing that we as a basketball viewing public needed was more reasons to stop the game over something super subjective, right? Like, yeah. are we my like? Do we, if we ever get to the point where we start reviewing <laughs> flop techs, I'm quitting. 
we're not i'm not watching anymore i can't we do so much we do too much rough stuff in general like we just need to we need to cool our jets with that stuff um all right so as alluded to on, at the beginning of the podcast my last show uh i'm i'm as of this coming Monday, I will no longer be employed by the Omaha World Herald. I am moving to Cleveland, where I grew up. I'll be working at cleveland.com. Uh, I will be covering a mishmash of a lot of different things. It's called the Rivalry Beats. I will be covering some Michigan, some pro stuff like some Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to find my way to wiggle into the Cavs door and do stuff there. They want me to do some baseball stuff, too. I'll stomach it. I'll stomach it. If I get paid to watch baseball, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But I want that bonus and the check. Um, that's sad, man. I didn't think I'd be this sad to to leave you. We had a whole like little work funeral for me at DJ's on yeah. on Wednesday night, which was DJ's was a freaking zoo on Wednesday, yeah. dude. Like multiple people around us left without paying their tab. The 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 waiters the the waiting a, staff at, at dj's is petitioning to end 50 cent wing night yeah, it because was, it was people funeral. are going crazy yeah it was uh <laughs> not about proper it was it was a lot going on there but um joel man i'm gonna miss you i'm gonna miss you too dog and i and i told i said when we were at said funeral i'm like yo i'm just gonna save the the sappy stuff for, for the pod for the pod and i ended up probably saying he did. more happy stuff than I, I thought I would but man it's it's been an honor to work with you dude I think um I and I was kind of saying uh something similar the other night but I've never had I mean granted this is my first job uh <laughs> but I've been an intern man right, I right. I've, I've, I've been in some of some right, of the coolest some newsrooms, newsrooms in the country yeah and, uh, you have been my favorite person to work with obviously we we do a lot of work together um but for a guy that spends a lot of his time in Lincoln, like I have not been closer to anybody um, here. And like I told you the other day, you're one of my favorite basketball minds. I think the chemistry between us is just outstanding. It, I, I, like I was saying, if if Brian and, and Wade just called it quits yeah. after one year, that's what this would be because it, it feels like. This is my J.J. Barea finals. <laughs> is that what it is? That also implies that I'm Brian. I don't know how you feel about that. What? I, I was just I'm just drawing further analogies. Maybe maybe this is maybe Dwayne wanna, Wade getting his knee drained. Maybe I right want to be Andrew Bynum and just elbow you out the air. <laughs> you hurt yourself bowling. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I um, it feels like we're cutting to something that was pretty cool, really short. I, I mean, obviously the pod will go on, but will it be the same without two young dudes? I mean, um, I know. Uh, I I think. That was what was so cool about this was that we're both young. I mean, Jimmy's relatively young. He's pushing thirty. The Pick Six podcast is like straight up like I, I joked. I was joking with Z that we need to mail an AARP card <laughs> to the World Herald and address <laughs> it to the Pick Six podcast. I love Dirk, Sam, and Tom, but it is old in there. One hundred. Yeah. Tom was like hacking a lung the other day on the podcast. <laughs> I texted Sam. I was like, "Can we get this man a lozenge? Like, what? What is happening?" Facts. But yeah, um, the, the, we we had something really cool going between a bunch of uh, a couple of young dudes, and um, honestly, this could have gone on for as long as we wanted. I think. I know. Um, and I can't say that I'm not happy uh, for you because you get to go back to the crib, um, you get to cover, you know, pro sports um, mixed in with a better team in Michigan, 
Um, and I think that's dope, bro. Like, yeah. I, this is the stuff we talked about since I got here. I mean, not like I'm in a hurry to leave, right? right. I love my job. But um, obviously, we got aspirations, and you were here longer than me, and you knew uh, the end goal was to, you know, move on up. And um, you you found a great landing spot. I mean, they found you, and you, you deserve every bit of it, dude. Like, you are a really great writer. Um, you're great at this pod thing. Like, I get to come in here every week and sit on my ass and just have you ask me questions, which I think was the dopest part of this whole thing. Um, yeah, we it. don't do a ton of prep for the show, yeah. I'll be honest. And, and Jimmy really facilitates this whole thing. I mean, you guys hear it. He's the one um, really doing it all. I say and hello I'm and sh- goodbye. I don't know exactly what and I, the LinkedIn. I do that much. I do, I do the LinkedIn, that's but right. But you, you do ask all the questions, and I'm just sitting back here answering them. And, yeah, but um, I also know that I can ask you whatever, and you're going to be able to turn it into something coherent because I trust that you know what you're watching too. So sure. I don't know. I feel, I feel really attached to this place, which I never – never ever thought was going to happen coming in here um this is the best job i've ever had uh i I want to thank everybody that i've worked with here i love working with joy i love working with dirk sam evan amy all the rest um before i go i do want to tell one jimmy fred story that i don't think i've told on the airwaves before okay and this was last year after the indiana game i was I went to I went to Bloomington. They lost. They scored like fifty three points. It was rough. And after the game, I had Kobe Webster telling me that that Zoe was breaking off the plays. I was like, oh, that seems kind of serious. <laughs> so let's go try to verify that. CJ Wilcher basically told me the same thing. Um, Zoe told me that he didn't think that people could hear him calling the plays. I'm not sure that I believed that. And that was a theme that recurred throughout the year. When stuff looked weird at the end of games, they would say it was a, a communication issue, air quotes, with the play calling late. I think Bryce McGowan's used that term a couple of times. Anyways, all this stuff happened after I'd already talked to Fred. So I'm like, I don't really want to run with this before I talk to Fred. So I'm like, hey, Fred, I'm texting him on my drive. I, I go, my, Chicago is my go between when I go on Big Ten road trips like that. Hey, Fred, tomorrow after practice or whatever, can I give you a call? Like some of the guys were saying some, some stuff that I think I need to run by you. We, I think we agreed to have a phone call at like noon. When, I, when I'm in Chicago and I'm doing work, I go to a Starbucks that's around the corner from my buddy's place. So I'm like, all right, I'll call Fred from the Starbucks bathroom because I won't have anywhere else to go. I go to the bathroom around noon. I call Fred. He doesn't answer. Mm. I call him again 15 minutes later. He doesn't answer. Mm. I call him 10 minutes later. He doesn't answer. You in the bathroom the whole time? I'm in the bathroom the whole time. Oh, geez. We get a knock, knock, knock on the door. Hey, sir, is everything all right in there? <laughs> I'm like, yep, we're good. Shoo him away. Call Fred. Doesn't answer. Now we're just sitting here waiting. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to blow this man's phone up. He's clearly busy. Another knock on the door. Hey, sir, what's it, the wait, deal? Was this a one-time, like, was this like a, a one-stall bathroom or? There were two gender-neutral bathrooms. Sure. So, but, like. It's one-stop shop. So there are basically two opportunities to go to the bathroom in this entire coffee shop. I am occupying one of them with a laptop in my lap sitting on the toilet. That's nasty. Dude. I agree. That's gross. It's just, hey, it's the love of the game stuff. I, I'm glad I never this touched is, this laptop. This, <laughs> wow. This is love of the game stuff right sure. here. So I, I'm explaining to a Starbucks employee through the door. I didn't want to open the door because I feel like that would have opened the window for them to kick me out of the bathroom. And I'm not punting on this opportunity to have this call. So I explained to them that I have something going on that I 
I'm, I have a phone call that was supposed to happen at this time and it's not happening, but I know it's going to happen. So I'm going you know, to stay posted up in this bathroom. Finally, after like 45 minutes, Fred calls me uh-huh. and we're talking and the conversation is not, I would not describe it as pleasant because I'm saying, hey man, your players are telling me that your point guard isn't running the plays. What do you think about that? And so like, you could just kind of hear the oh, fuck in his voice and like, he's not, not thrilled to be having this conversation, but I'd like to think that he appreciates the opportunity that I am giving him to set the record straight. This ended up being a very balanced story. It could have been, if I write this story without Fred's input, it reads completely differently, right? While we're, do- while we're on the phone, we get another knock at the door. I have to put Fred Hoiberg, who, whose time is quite literally, we have foiled the contract, more valuable than mine. Hold on, Fred. I chew away another coffee barista person. I come back to the laptop. I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty new to this beat. Fred and I need something to bond over. This is a funny situation. I think I'm going to tell him what's going on. <laughs> I think I'm going to tell him what's going on. So I recount the entire thing, complete with all the knocks and all the bathroom stuff. And on the other end, dead silence. He didn't, he didn't, I might as well have been on mute. I had to check that I was on mute. He did not acknowledge that I said words. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, there was like a three, four second pause. And I'm just like, uh, okay, next question. And then we talked for like 10 more minutes about basketball. And that was it. <laughs> so that's a story that I've told to many people like on the beat that I get a lot of enjoyment out. Now you, the people also have this information that's my parting gift you thank you to everyone who has read anything that i've ever written at the world herald thank you to everyone who's ever listened to this podcast you should continue to listen to this podcast um i don't know not for me for whoever joel we have an idea of who's going to be it's somebody that you guys really like that is going to be taking over for me i think i don't know but i think um but please continue to subscribe continue to Buy newspapers. Joel has one in front of him. That's one of my favorite things about you is that you still care about being in print. My, and mom, my mom likes to, to, yep. to keep them. Keep, 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 watching, keep watching the basketball. Keep reading about the basketball. And we'll, I won't, but Joel, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. And keep Be. tuning in to our LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>